counteroffer, baby. All right, Carl, I think we're ready. All right. I'm just chill. I'm not, I'm, we have a Apple Mac or whatever the iTunes or whatever the computer is called. And I fucking mm-hmm. hate it, man. Give me a PC for life. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, Familiar. Yeah. I had to turn off. Let me see if I did turn it off before I do it. Adult beverage. Of course uh, I didn't turn it off. This is why we're doing this minute. Vendors, I got to wait two seconds for the bottom to show up. Come on. Show up. Come on. Show up. Friday of the month, Pump Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on. What's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the top. Can't do it. I can't get. I can't turn this thing off. Open every day at 2 p.m. Happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutant. Radio Comedy Festival. I can't do it. Because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders. We should riff with them. Okay, shh, shh, shh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch. Let's watch it. Let's watch. A full-length. Oh, well, movie. All right, so Carl, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That is the premise of our podcast. We're almost up to 200 episodes, if I get my shit together and count them. Uh I'm really excited. And uh, you can follow our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's our acronym. You can find us on the YouTube, where there's dozens of these podcasts synced up with the movies. uh, And that is at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on YouTube. Check it out. It's really excellent. And if you want to see something (laughs) lame, let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com or just go to our Facebook page. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching Twisted Obsession, starring Jeff Goldblum. Twisted Obsession. So, go to your YouTube search engine. You put in... If you put in Twisted Obsession, you'll get there. But if you were to put in Twisted Obsession parentheses, the Mad Monkey you know, parentheses 1989 drama Jeff Goldblum you would find Classic Movies Channel. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, anything with a mad monkey, a twisted obsession, and Jeff Goldblum (laughs) being a drama from 1989, that's got to be a classic movie. Bingo. All right. This was right after Earth Girls Are Easy and The Fly. I mean, he was big deal. Big deal, and he disappeared to Paris, which we'll talk about. All right, so I'm there. Uh, Hopefully our listeners, uh, plural. I haven't got the, the ratings in, but I'm sure it's plural. Uh, go ahead to that link, hit pause, make sure you're synced up to zero, zero. And uh, you know what? Buffing I have buffa buffa. I have Colonel Countdown, Mr. <laughs> Downward Spiral himself, 
Mr. Descending Numerals. Let's get Rada Brubba from the Edge of Insanity podcast that streams live prior to me here on MuniRadio.fm on Sunday afternoons. It's Paul Brumba. Holy smokes. Mike Spiegelman and Carl. I, I don't know what to do with that intro. I'm loving you, Mike. Man, anytime you want to introduce me on stage, the down spiral. I love that shit. All right, here we go, guys. Um, you know the drill. All right, you guys put your finger over that little triangle and do it in three, two, one. I can't read it, but it's something productions. Yeah, it's a little blurry. I think you need the 3D glasses for the credits. Oh, there you go. By the way, hi, Carl. Hi. Speaking of twisted obsessions, Carl, Paul's in the room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that, that joke's been trademarked. It's actually uh, Christine, so it's that's Christine been trademarked. From the previous show, we're talking about you. Yeah. And they believe that you are Paul's yeah. twisted. Paul is your twisted obsession. And that you've, it's a crush. It is a, a crush. crush. Oh, look at a winner. It's not a bromance, everybody. It is a full-on crush. Full-on man crush. They were talking about you last show. You just confirmed what they were saying. No, you know, in a nice plutonic way, I mean. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, all crushes are in a nice yeah, plutonic and, way. And believe me, we absolutely uh, practice safe crush. <laughs> Carl and I. That's right. So I, I suggest all of our listeners do the same, please. I'm not, we're not crush shaming you. We just uh, called it out. <laughs> yeah, don't crush Paul, shame Paul him. thought it was a bromance, but Mrs. Christine definitely well, called you out. Called well, I'm starting to get feelings for him, so it, it can start to get to be reciprocal. So watch out, folks. Christine has said so that uh, that bromance is, goes both ways. And I said I don't go both ways, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm starting to feel a little something, a little, a little tingle, and I don't think it's just my uh, my uh, nerve cells or my bad nerves in my legs. Now, okay. I have to go out to Here Walnut go. Creek Let's get to the for movie. work. Shot okay. Yeah. When are you going? I'm to... going out to Walnut Creek for work. It'll probably happen in July. Okay. In San Francisco. Yes, it's next door. Just a hop skipping away. It is a hop skipping. Oh, go I'm paying. Okay. Yeah, let's go to dinner. Bruce, Chris. No, let's go to a San Francisco. Oh, you want to come too, Mike? <laughs> I'm chaperoned here. Are you kidding me? Don't Paul block me. I'm, I'm going to. Okay, so here's a young Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. And he's not so young career-wise. He's very famous. Well, you know, I, I Many think... Many people in this film are, actually. This movie came out in 89. It's a French-Spanish-British uh, production. It has uh, famous people from all those countries involved in this, including, uh, as an American screenwriter living in Paris, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum right. disappeared from the United States around 89 to 91 and had only appeared in Brit European films, The Tall Guy, Mr. <laughs> North, and then he did some ludicrous film, and you can go look it up on IMDb, this long sentence of a title, uh, and they're all shot in Paris, and in France. So, except for the tall guy. Well, I was just gonna what say, there's one for your guys's, uh, for your guys's show, the tall guy. That's an obscure gold bloom one. Yo, people love that movie. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, people who've seen it love that movie. Yeah, I liked it too. I just haven't seen it since whatever year it was. Yeah, eighty nine. What minute are you on, Mike? Oh, uh, can you move the mouse there, Paul? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we're currently at three o two, three o three, three o four. Okay. I gotta catch up. All right. I, I'm only I'm maybe five seconds behind. It's not that bad. Okay, so we've this is the scene. If I'm where you guys are, where the wife leaves. Okay. She escalated she's down. Him alone with Danny, his son. 
Are they at school yet? Yeah, he's heading over there. He's he he has a little uh, toe toe ho, a little toe head. <laughs> What's the word for kids? Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, a rough. He's a rough rat. He's a rug rat. So when they rough start in. driving, yeah, they're driving. Play the audio because he's play the an audio. Idiot. Did he say the kid was an is idiot? Uh, no, no, but she's coming home on Sunday. How many days until Sunday? Four. How come this the kid is kid does everything? But the thing is, he goes, Jean Claude's not my friend anymore. He is an idiot. <laughs> we just caught the tail end of that part. I like how the Jeff Goldblum's kid does not sound like Jeff Goldblum. Hey, Jean Claude, yeah, right. he was an idiot. You see, I wasn't in a child seat, and that was perfectly cool. Yeah, well, that's cool back in the late 80s. They liked that. That's right. We were. We had baby on board old. signs. That's all you needed. You didn't need like seatbelts and stuff like that. Okay, so now we're learning he's a good dad. See how they're watching a movie together? Oh, yeah. That's like that happens in real life. He's a fun dad. It's not fucking Aladdin or Lion King. How did that happen? Well, oh, those the movies movie came on afterwards. means something to the bigger movie, the director saying something, but I can't figure out what it is from that shot. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you, what's your opinion about television scenes shown in movies? Like, do you really believe that Betty Boop cartoons are showing sometime during the 24 hours of the day? I, I just saw I the Wedding Crashers saying. and they were watching Betty Boop cartoons. And I'm like, well, what channel is that? PBS? What yeah, channel is really? showing fucking Betty Boop cartoons? Maybe they're Chromecasting. Yeah, uh, maybe they got that three hour uh, uh, cartoon video. Well, the, the thing is, the um, TV shows in movies, sometimes, you know, it's like ridiculous how they just are there to support the plot. Like, yeah. the movie's called. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. And then you see, no, that's a real movie, though. Like, uh, the movie's like, we're launching the shuttle. So the guy comes home, turns on the news, shuttle launch. <laughs> you know? It's oh. so obvious so many times. You, well, I know, you know, I'm a news, I've been a newscaster for years. And what we do mm-hmm. is we do this for movie characters is that we're silent until we bring up the crime story that they're involved with. So we sit there on uh-huh. air and we go. In other news, a uh, bank was robbed today, and there was two casualties. One believed to be Hyvie Cartel's brother. More details as we go. <laughs> you know, he's in the cartel. He, oh, the, the Harvey Cartel. Hi-tac. Okay, I'm going to give you. He's in the cartel. I'm giving you complete silence on that one. All right. <laughs> okay, are we meeting Legrand now? Or are you in the office of? The yeah, yeah, yeah. He's spinning out. He's. Uh, now this is. These are men, Carl. Young Mike yeah. and old Mike can agree on this movie about what oh. it means to be a man. Okay. Young Mike saw so, this movie in 89 and said, yes, this is what life's about. And now old Mike agrees. It's not oh, funny. you refer to the bush shot. That's coming up. Uh, no, 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 no. Look, this guy, LeMond, or whoever the, yeah. the producer. LeGrange. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum. They're men of a Smug certain Jeff age. Goldblum. He's called Smug Jeff Goldblum. He, but he's, they're men of a certain age. Dexter Fletcher, yeah. who shows up, the director. They're all men of yeah. a certain age. And this movie is about being an empty vessel. And it's about what's, what, what's your life like. Next thing you know, you're not young anymore. Right? Peter Pan, uh, we are old. Well, he's reading well, the Peter Pan book. He's reading the line from Peter Pan way. right now. Okay, here we go. Um, that's about the tragedy of growing up. Julian, so maybe Julian. you're right. Mm. Listen, I know a place in Lausanne. Mm. It's peaceful. Now Jeff Goldblum yeah, is smugly telling the producer Julian. you should take a vacation. You think he's smug, huh? You can't stand the guy. Oh, turn it on. Turn it on. Check it out. Done. You really must meet Malcolm. 
Malcolm? Uh, You're a smug bastard. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm being smug. I'm driving Carl crazy. With my smugness, my Jeff Goldblum smugness. Change the planet. Change change your apartment. Change the world. (laughs) Look, smug, smug, smug. But what he doesn't know is the director is there. I got to catch up with you. What minute are you at? Uh, All right, hang on. Let me go over to the second mic. Sorry. Now we're meeting Malcolm Green. Yes, who is... Uh, longtime actor Dexter Fletcher, who is now uh-huh. uh, A-list director. Yes, he is. Okay, As hang on a sec. Fact, he's do, done Rocket Man. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the book he has. Where'd you find that? It's out of print. My sister found it. I'm at 816. Uh, what is it, Wendy? He cried Would again. Would you pause at 9? I'm Peter okay. from Peter Pan by Jim Barry. Well, That's it. So, basically, the director's shown up and saying, look, Don't my worry. sister loves your book. Just for one idea. And he goes, that out, that's out of print. And he goes, here, take this book home. And then Jeff Loon smugly says, I might have a copy already. Man, you really hate Jeff Goldblum. You're not a, he never macked on you. You're only supposed to hate him if you're a woman and get macked on by him. And you're like, stop <laughs> no, macking on is, me, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. This is a character in the movie, but it's still Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I'm getting to, oh, here's the exciting part of the show. Carl, I'm at 8.55, 8.56, 7, 8, 9, 9 minutes. Okay, did you pause, or are you just telling me you're at 9? Did you want me to pause? Yes, please. Pause at 9.30. All right. All <laughs> right. I, I'm behind you, you see, so I'll tell you when to hit play again, and I apologize for inconveniencing you. I know I'm... Uh, All right. So people at home have to deal with this. <laughs> right. Okay, Carl, I'm going to pause in 26, 27. This is the most exciting part of the show. I paused at 9.30. Okay. So I'm going to tell you when to hit play. All right. 21, 22. If you're listening. 24, 25, uh-huh. 26. Get uh-huh. ready. 27, 28. You're going to 29. Play. Thank you. Are you doing a short, did you? Uh, no, it's wonderful. Now, what's happening now is well, well. Jeff Goldblum saying it's thin, it's thin. You've got one line from a book that's really a line from Peter Pan, and you want to do a whole movie. So they go, you see it says the child is a narcissist. The director's saying that on purpose to us because that is what Jeff Goldblum is. So yeah, because you hate Jeff Goldblum. Him, they invite him to go see a, a Cannes Film Festival winning short of the director uh, uh. <laughs> tomorrow, okay? Uh, sounds good. There's nothing like a good Cannes short film winner to, to <laughs> revive my uh, batteries. <laughs> It's because they want him to, you know, he's a writer and living in Paris, and they want him to turn this screenplay into. Now, is that a man or a woman sitting across from her? Well, there's Miranda Richardson. Yeah, the famous. Famous. What she's doing in this movie? She's probably one, did it? She does a good job in this movie. Who, that person, her? Him? What? She is in a wheelchair, as you can see. And with you high heels. Film, you would say. And so which, he's just looked right into her dress with it. Okay, so turn up the sound and you'll see him talk about the high heels. I kind of hurt his feelings a little bit. He's in love. Mm, poor guy. Oh, 
You didn't hit play at 9.30, did you? I did, absolutely. I'm at uh, 11.15. Okay. Something's yeah, wrong with okay. Yeah. So we're, I'm watching Miranda Rich. I'm listening to terrible ambient music at a restaurant. Four stars right there. Well, and he it, says right now, why do you wear high heels? And she says, that's what you came all the way to ask me? And he goes, I had to know. And she said she's making the other women who, you know, it hurts them to wear them jealous or something. It's her revenge. Uh, Just because you said that. Did you say that because you saw the film before? No, I said that because her legs were spread and he was looking down her dress. <laughs> in, my, in my movie. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be looking down? You Maybe, must look uh, up. I just... Well, look how he's sitting. He's like half staring at the table. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, just, a, he's a little child. Uh, you yeah. hate Jeff Goldblum. Admit it. You hate his smugness. Um, no, no, I do not hate Jeff Goldblum. I'm laughing at the fact that he's being so smug. Gotcha. No, it's it's cool. <laughs> just he's he's a dick sometimes. That's but all. he gets it's knocked. Of, he gets knocked he down. He didn't write the lines. He gets like his pegs get uh, knocketh downeth. His he oh, gets, they knocketh them downeth all right. Yeah, some peg knocketh down. I'm just gonna drink this beer now. Ah, oh, summer yeah. beer. Here I am in Jersey County. Yeah, how's the weather out there? Magma. Yeah, we have the magma beer right here. <laughs> Make Carl drunk again. You got some magma drink right here. Are we playing a drinking game? We drink every time Jeff Goldblum drinks. Does that count? Um, <laughs> uh, there is some heavy drinking in this film. Any uh, cocaine? There's cocaine in this movie. I've seen it a couple times. I do not recall. I'm sh- there is going to be a heroin thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, right, because it's, it's almost the 90s and we're getting into the heroin. I have a copy of the original script for El Sueño de Monaco uh-huh. in book form. And uh, so I brought it along. It was a gift because I really like this movie. You know, the, the, when okay, they... now this is the short. All right. And it's basically his sister Jenny yes. having, you know, coming, like feeling sexual pleasure. Oh. Okay, that's a, wait a minute. Did you say sister? Yeah, Jenny. Yeah, that's awkward. That's twisted. Malcolm's sister, the director. Now, you mentioned that he was a, he's a, Dexter is a serious uh, director today. Yeah, he uh, is. He also was in a relationship with this star at the time. This is her first film ever, this Jenny person. Her name's Liz Walker. Okay. She was in Hackers. You and I no saw that. No way. Yeah, we saw it on this show. Yeah. I wonder who, did she play, here's your coffee. Uh, right. Yeah. She plays Laura, which is basically, yeah, I'm in the hacker community. It's just the face that looks right for the film. Well, because she's supposed to be 16 years old, by the way, in this movie, right? I, well, I want to make sure yeah, people feel very uncomfortable watching this. No, but you just did that to people because in the end of the film, it is revealed to Jeff Goldblum she's only 16 and he freaks out. Right. Well, that's, no, you're supposed to at the end have that reaction like what? Oh, so I spoiled the film, but she looks young on the screen. <laughs> it was taken years ago. Cons gave this best short reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quickie. Because in the script, you can write whatever you want. Yeah, that's great script writing. I have that also in book form in Spanish. Mm-hmm. The, so the, uh, basically, Legrand is saying, not impressed. 
This is porno. So Dexter Fletcher, the actor, was dating uh, Jenny, the actress who played Jenny? Yeah. At the time of this film. That's weird. I didn't know. He was in Bugsy Malone. He was in The Elephant Man. He was in The Man Who Knew Too Little, a Bill Murray film I love. Yeah, he's a, I know him as Soap from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He was a chef okay, that yeah. kept his nose clean. That's the big one. Yeah. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is like, what's the first mention when you look him up? He was in Kick-Ass. He, he's yeah. been in a lot of things, and he's directed... Um, Okay, so Bohemian Rhapsody, you've seen that in the theater. So the last two weeks of the film, the director was like, I quit. And so he oh. stepped in. So the director volunteered to leave the show? Brian Singer? Oh. Sort of no, he was. He has so many sexual allegations against him. Uh, oh, they fired him for Yeah, that? right. And they brought in Dexter Fletcher to finish the film. So he was credited as an executive producer because because of some law that he couldn't be credited as that. Yeah, as it's the, director. the Director's Guild. And also, you know, they still had a Oscar campaign. I don't think they really promoted Brian Singer as much as they would have, but I, that film was like Best Picture nomination. I don't got it. French Street. Did it win? Oh, yeah, this is this is 80s Paris, so it's right. nothing's gentrified. <laughs> Even Paris wasn't gentrified back then. How fucked up is that? Right. Look at these tiny okay, little they, streets. They My fat American ass can't walk. Th- I can't walk through these little Parisian streets like that. So I mean, part I'm, of the yeah. Part of the whole thing is that it's a slimy Parisian street he lives on, and the building looks like it's going to collapse. And here we hear a voiceover. So in post-production, they do voiceovers when when things are hard to explain. Or is there Billy Wilder pictures? Building that looks kind of collapsible. I'm a Blade Runner. I'm Jeff Goldblum, and I'm a, I'm a Blade Runner. <laughs> the name is Tech Card. Transylvania. Okay, so Danny's crying in bed, and Danny wants his mama. That's pretty much what this is all about. And how old is Danny, and how old is Jeff as a father? Um, Danny looks to be six, maybe, or yeah. I think six, I would say. And he's he's in his thirties. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah, he's right. in his early thirties, like three, thirty-three, something like that. Gotcha. He's he's calling the uh, ex-wife right now, or separated. They're not ex, but oh, so boy. basically, what's going on here is this. Lagrange says. I am going to do this movie. It's not what I usually do, but you got to give me some product that I could sell, you know? So they go see the short. Lagrange is like, blech. Um, <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum's like, I'm not sure I want to do this. I don't think I do want to do it. So charge him a lot of money. The agent says, okay. And basically, they're trying to talk Jeff Goldblum into, into you know, writing this film. And that's right. where we're at. Now, he resists. Wasn't there, um, I just saw, oh, it was, uh, the, the, it was John Cusack and Samuel Jackson in a Stephen King thriller about a hotel room, and it was called 1408, and it was about a guy who wrote, like, Scariest Places books, and right. someone came up to him Haunted. and said, hey, can you sign your novel? He's like, ah, that's from a different person, kid. That guy was a long, long time ago. Get on the mic, Pete Goldie. I got Pete Goldie in the studio, Carl. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. How does this radio work? 
Watch out for that wacky <laughs> chair. Uh, we're watching, uh, yeah, put on those headphones. Carl from New Jersey is on the line. Carl uh, from Jersey. I, yeah. I, I've known Pete Goldie for a while, and he's a good Samaritan neighbor. Uh, came by with some good water for station. Yeah, it's just to promote my own radio station. Where's, uh, where's what, the up knob? Oh, it's over there, that box there. The, the little tiny box on the table. By the Plenty horn, of room by the hunker. FM internet You see dial. that? Yeah, there you go. All right, so we're also watching a movie concurrently. Okay, so now she's going home, and he's... It's basically to show, like, all's not well. We've got trouble. Like, Danny wants mom. Danny kind of doesn't want dad. So that's what we're setting up here. He's talking in his sleep. Is that fucking American out of the house yet, or what? <laughs> you should hear his French. It's so bad. He's like, je ne sais pas. Jeff Copeland? Je ne sais pas? Look, he's got his... What kind of car is that? Volvo? BMW. Nice. Oh, well, then that, that's not so French. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. You sure not sleeping? So he's a rich Parisian. American screenwriter. Yes, he is. Okay, so what's happening right now is the director's showing us, uh, you know, that the son is rejecting the dad. He's like, are you sure you don't want to stay home from school? You didn't sleep well. We could go out and, you know, have some fun, play hooky. And he's like, no, thanks. Uh, and he out of the car. Thank you, director. Hurt his feelings. This is a nice place. There's no computers or television sets. It's just lamps. He'll write on a typewriter. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's twisted. He has a twisted obsession. People with twisted obsessions no. use typewriters. It's 88 they're shooting. <laughs> yeah, he would have had an electronic word processor like me. So now we're hearing um, Lagrange on the, the the producer on the answering machine going, I hit your agent. She is a jerk. Forget it. I'm not doing this film. Then we hear the agent come on by the answer machine. Exactly seeing eye to eye. There's Don't worry, I'll sort it out. Uh, we'll see each other at three at my place. Okay. He's fucking so he's twisted. Off to see man. the agent say, "What's going on? We're doing this film or what?" If this movie was shot two years later, it'd be a fax machine. <laughs> In a beeper. Right. <laughs> Maybe not a beeper. Yeah, I guess a beeper. Uh, did you? Don't you mean pager? Beeper pager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How old are you? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I collect Social Security. His name is okay, Pete Oldie. So you certainly remember fax machines and page. Okay, okay. Yeah, no worries, man. No one under the age of 50 in this show. Perfect. Guarantee. We just want to watch Young Smut. We all got our ARP, ARAT card and said, what the hell? I don't. Yeah. I'm not old enough for this. It's like you are now a member. I don't remember this. Yeah. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> Don't oh, yeah, they, tell me. They keep mailing me that stuff, and I just throw it away. So what we learn now is Lagrange, who was so mad and had a big problem, all of a sudden he calls up. He does a whole 180, and he's like, "Okay, I'll do the film. I'll give you all the money you want. I'll hire Jeff Goldblum." So that's the mystery. What changed his mind? Oh, it's no mystery what changed his mind. <laughs> what do you think it was? <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen this movie four or five times. I mean, and I, have oh, scre- okay. I have this fucking well, screenplay in Spanish, man. Hey, if, As a viewer, we don't know that Jenny... <clears throat> yeah. I don't want to make a funny joke because you get offended easy. No, no, no. It's all right. Jenny I won't listen. A, hmm. <laughs> uh, what? But we don't know that yet. Okay, here's our slimy... 
uh, alleyway again. You see oh, how it's yeah. They got to gentrify That's part that. of the... This is 89. This is what it looked like back then. And I still wouldn't be able to walk down that, that street. You see that the sidewalk's too down? narrow. Yeah, so everything's too narrow. I'm going to get hit. I'm a fat American. Because I'm old, I'm so still talking about AARP. And uh, have you ever been to their website? It's like the only website like has a, a right turn signal blinking on it. Oh, that's it's totally the worst. Their their dues are really low. It's like twenty four, twenty five dollars a year. Then they send you like printed matter in the mail. Oh, I like that. I like magazines and calendars. Maybe I should be covered ARRP if ever. However, they give you enough uh, advertisement mail for you know things like twenty five dollar a month insurance and things like that that you can paper over any pet cage you have because you're old. So, you know, there's that. Between the magazine and the mailers for things you buy, lots and lots of paper. Okay, back to this Jeff Goldblum. He's not old well, at actually, all. Actually, is this the scene where they talk about gilding the lily? Okay, Malcolm. Uh, no, I noted that for you, actually. All right, I'll good. I'll you, you to turn up the sound. Yeah, well, all right. Let me know when that scene comes. That's the only thing I care no, about. No, no, this is way in the beginning. And what's happening is me, Jeff Goldblum is extremely frustrated that this dummy 20-something director doesn't even have a premise. He says, I want some pages of coherent thought. I'm not writing this thing if you don't even have an idea. It That's like a dream. Here we go. Oh, this they, is they title, up with their title. The dream of the mad monkey. Title. Mm. Title. In Spanish. What do we drink now? Mm-hmm. Jeff Blue Goldblum's um, uh, patronizing him. That sounds you great. I, I use your phone. Oh yeah, cuckoo. Calling the, it's calling the French cuckoo clock. It's Arsenal Asylum. Is that Parisian rain we're hearing in the background? Oh, he's yeah, so, he's romantic. Uh, the way it, it drops on the glass ro- uh, ceilings, rooftops. Well, that's very French, really. Okay, you should turn it up because it's funny. He goes, I'm here with, he gets the answering machine, but he goes, I'm here with, I, I won't ruin it. Who's behind Jenny, right? Miranda, isn't it? Hi, Meryl. It's uh, Danny Boy. Listen, I'm here with Norman Bates. <laughs> that was my joke. That's what's been. Mara Beige? Uh, Norman, Norman Bates. Bates. Uh, Norman Bates. Norman Bates. It's very just Goldblum to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's Looney Bin. Last time I saw him in the movies on the phone, he was saying, "What's I? What's my mantra?" You ever see uh, Annie Hall? I think it's Annie Hall, where he said uh, Woody Allen's at a Hollywood party and, and young Jeff Goldblum's uh-huh. like calling his, uh, calling to find out what his mantra is. He forgot. His I mantra. didn't know that was him. I sure do remember that, and it was Annie Hall. Of course, I need to see that again. What about um, Death Wish, where he was one of the thugs? Really? Yeah. Young Jeff Goldblum. I've got all these films that jumped out at me uh, to tell you about, but I ne- I didn't notice any of these. Mine are his big ones. Is she seducing him right now? No. <clears throat> With but, cigarettes. Yeah, French so cigarettes. You're learning who Jenny is, and you, since you've seen the film, yeah, this is his twisted obsession. 
Oh, so the American title refers to her, and the international title, uh, the British title refers to a mad monkey. <laughs> but the well, that's Spanish... the title of their film, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it is actually based on a novel, and I, I don't know if it's in English or not, uh, called The Dream of the Mad Monkey. Right. M- uh, Mono Loco Muna. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. But, uh, I, I, but I think the, the title of the novel was in English. It might be an English novel. I have no idea. I never looked up. I never looked it up. It's French. Oh, it is French. So I'd have to speak the yeah. French. Oui, oui, monsieur. Okay, Pete, what okay, are we so listening basically, to? Oh, what? well, what's the name of my radio station? You are on um, BFF. No, what's it called? Radio Valencia. No, FCC free. No, which which internet station here? You left out Pirate Cat. Pirate Cat. Well, we were Pirate Cat. Now we're Mutiny Radio because we took a mutiny on the pirate. Yeah, let's just call it Relodio. Relodio. You've seen that, haven't I? Put you. Uh, I I have a special group now on 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 the social. I fa- probably social book. I probably automatically took myself out. Yeah, I put you in it because it's called Radio uh, Relodio Talent. You know, oh, because you are definitely Relodio Talent. You're a part of the Relodio Talent group. In other words, you have material that you have done at one time or another has been contributed to material that's been played on Relodio. Oh, you, yeah, I have no you, idea. Like, you, do, you have do, no idea. You get no money. You uh, do, you, do you know what you they have? No what it extra was? listeners. Was it a show, Peter. Uh, it was stuff recorded live at uh, the o- no, not the Odeon, the uh, Dark Room. Oh, how cool yeah, is that? Of yeah. course, yeah. The old movie theater, uh, the old theater, Carl, where we did Bad Movie Night, where we heckled movies. Oh, years. right. Yeah. Oh, you've talked about that many times. Yeah, not Pete's the one where I saw plays in, though. No, not not the payment one. And Pete, actually, uh, I don't know if you've, you co-host, but you've always been a, a force on that show by coming up with your megaphone. Uh, yes, with a, with the megaphone. I, I was one of the few people who took a bullhorn to a movie theater. Yeah, that was absolutely great. So, uh, Pete, and you actually have a good sense of humor and, and actually contribute to the movie. And so it's always great to hear you pull horns and the audience go yeah, off. Sit in the back row and suddenly they're all like jumping up like there's a fire. Well, cool. So Relodio is the station. Uh, I will definitely talk about it beforehand. And Carl and I would never do it, but maybe we could repurpose our Here, stuff here and put it on your streaming service. Oh, this is the whole thing about Relodio. This is this is uh, what horrors we are. I'll actually, when I, when I leave here, I'm going to go home and put Mutiny on to Relodio. And, you know, because I put all sorts of other stations on there. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, well, so, but, you know, because I'm not going to sit through this movie. It's it, Jeff Goldblum's in it. So yeah, no, this I, is the greatest movie. I, have, I love this movie. This is, that's wonderful. Maybe I'll, I'll take it in small bites over the course of my short life. No, you but, need to watch this movie and listen to this podcast at the same time. That's the only way you could do it. Okay. Let, let okay. us watch this full-length movie on YouTube with each other. That's what will happen. I'll go home and I'll put it on Relodio. And then everyone Relodio. will be hearing it there and they'll be going, wow, that's, Relodio is playing in interesting movie riff thing I should now. donate to Relodio for material from elsewhere exactly yeah so all right, it works so well all right, by the way it. you saw the donation that Relodio made also to Muni Radio yes and we appreciate all the bottled water here lots of water summer day nobody knows where I get the water but but uh, it's a right. well known fact <laughs> all right, it's well, all the best stuff thanks thanks so much I'll keep yeah, talking yeah. for a little bit more but I just want to get my plug in before no I get too high to say it later you know all right fair enough thank well, you so much Pico Relodio is the thing Carl we're going to go back to the movie yep sorry Okay, let's turn off that uh, phone okay, of yours. So now he's met Jenny, okay. so he's calling up the answering machine again and saying, Agent, I changed your mind. I'll take this job. Do not call the producer and quit. All right. So did and he's... what we missed was the wife surprised okay. him, the ex-wife, by sleeping with him for some reason. 
So she's still in the neighborhood. Maybe, yeah, she maybe comes over because of Dan. Maybe it was the, the rain on the, the glass roofs of Paris that made her, drove her over there. The passion. She, um, to, uh, me. Did I do it right? You're asking me? I'm behind, Mike. What are, what are you? I'm trying, I'm trying my... This guy gets out of the way. He doesn't want to get hit. This is what I'm saying. If that was me, I would be like a big fat American and be halfway on the street. <laughs> Have you noticed how much screen time this car gets? Yeah. It is a good car. <laughs> BMW in Paris from Jeff Goldblum. I think he was living yeah, in that car. Maybe a serious budget. Maybe it was from some placement money. All right, I'm so not is, sure. Is this, this, Movie, there's a boy and he's is this the gilding the lily? He's about to jump. Um, no. Um, All right. Uh, I'll tell you when that is. It's 39 minutes into the movie. There's a precious moment uh, in this yeah. movie. That's what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. It's a minute. It's a 38 and 50 seconds. So in the 38th minute, just turn it off. All right. Do you mind just moving that mouse there, Pete, so I can see the perfect. Is this movie why you always say that? I, I learned the expression back in 89 from this movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gilding the lily. Uh-huh. Yeah, he gives a really good time. Uh, smug, but yeah, really it's good a porn time. term, you know. Oh, gilding, yeah, gilding my lily. That's frog sex. Are you into frog porn? <laughs> Who isn't? Come on. Just answer them. I'm with it, that really. So they're talking. There. So this movie is about a movie that, uh, about them writing a movie. Oh. Well, no, but that is in the movie. Are they running this movie? Like they're like, what? What should we do now? <laughs> well, no. He goes, okay. So I went over there every single day to write the story with the director, and it was raining every single time. And what they came up with is that, like, it's one of Peter Pan's lost boys, and in the end, he jumps off the roof. And they're also going to make that the opening scene, so they think that they've made great progress today. The movie will be a flashback. This sounds great. So now he's just eyeing the sister. It's just like, hmm, it's that sexual person again. It's funny that like they were dating and they played brother and sisters in kind of an incestuous film. I mean, not ha-ha funny. But right. It's, yeah. It's their call, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, uh, judging. This is a great movie. We'll have the monkey fall out of the tree. Uh, why did he fall out of the tree? Because he was dead. Carl, why was the mo- <laughs> Carl? Why did the monkey fall out of the tree? Uh, because he was dead. That's an old joke. Why was he dead? Uh, I that part I don't know. Because uh, he fell out of the tree. Boom! But he was in the tree, dead. But never mind. But why did okay, he fall so out? Now of- the producer is like, "Listen, you guys, you think you're so great. You've given me a piece of crap. I cannot sell this." Oh, the dream of the dead, the monkey. What? I can't stand. You bring no, your sister over to my house. Line, so we should listen. And leave the cinema happy because nothing like that ever happened to their children. That boy. He's criticizing the, the suicide part. Is that well, Mick Jagger? That doesn't interest me. It's Dexter Gordon. <laughs> That's a good guess. No, him. The guy sitting down, Mick yeah, Jagger, yeah, yeah. not the guy with the suit. Yeah, no, that guy's not, Dexter not Jeff Goldblum. Not Jeff. Leave not it up. Leave the sound up. All right, all right, all right. Leave it up. I can't stand his accent. All you have to do is say whether you're interested or not. See, it is but Mick don't Jagger. Don't ever tell me what I've got to do. Here comes. Do you want to produce this film? Yes or no? Well, then say it. Yes. All right. Okay, here he comes. Here then there's comes. no more that needs to be said. Okay, movie's this over. Is magical. I'm like a girl. 
If you want to fuck me, be nice. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of build up for the, for the funniest thing. That's, the, that's your line of the movie. All right. There's, there's your moment. There's your clarity. No, but the thing is, if I was there, right, when it came up, I would turn up the sound and he'd say it. Like, it's hard to tell you to, like, put it on. Oh, head. no. I, I understand. You're all stupid. You see that? Yeah, yeah, but why? Why are you letting yourself be pushed around by a complete beginner? He's being thug again. Is he going to confess right now? No, not till later. No, no. So why is he letting himself get pushed around? You and I know, but the audience doesn't. Right. They're blackmailing him. Are they blackmailing the audience? He's saying smug stuff like, you should have gone on that vacation I told you to go on. You think that's smug? You think he's like Bill Murray's brother from Moving Violation, smug? Uh, no, I liked that. Oh, uh, Tom Arnold smug? <laughs> no, I liked that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Michael Keenan smug? It's like the youth smug, a guy who really doesn't have life experience knowing everything. That's right. what it is. Like, yeah, Jeff Goldblum's going to le- learn a big lesson in this film, so before it, he... Okay, well... Yeah, he learned never make jokes in front of a kid drinking milk. Uh, what we're he- seeing now is a montage of him spending about three weeks doing nothing but staying typing and oh. doing his making this. Uh, While his boy does boy stuff. I'm a kid. The, I'm like, your kid. He's like, you type for a while. And he goes, type, 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 type. But you're so. You're so. Type. so uh, That's a nice place. You're so productive, you know. That's a nice studio he lives in. Yeah. His friends was shot Didn't there. Look at my watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so now he's having a dream. Uh-oh. And dream of the Matt Goldberg. Ooh, Goldberg. Yeah, LeGrand decided to not do the film. He divorced his wife, and he got two girls. Flappers. And Flappers. the brother and sister went to America and, and married each other and adopted his son. Oh. <laughs> That's his dream. Oh, oh right. It's like, a, it's like a movie, you know? It's like a dream within a movie within a dream about a movie about a dream in a movie, right? It's just that like, they started yeah. a, re- a religion over. The movie's called Dream, and he has a dream. That's not fair. Is he the Mad Monkey, Carl? Yep. He is the Mad Monkey? Uh, I don't know. I know. I don't think so. I don't think so. He does get a Look at that place, so beautiful. Why don't you wait okay, to the end? And then in the credits there. it says Mad Monkey played by blank. Yeah, right, Jeff Goldblum, Mad Monkey. And I'll say, Damn, I knew it. I can't wait till the end. Yeah, there's that We're car again. We're voiceover, and he thinks that he's coming over there with the final draft. And now he's extremely frustrated when Malcolm wants to rewrite everything. I mean, he just spent three weeks. Oh, yeah. He had to change. They kept this kid stuff in there, and he's not going to uh, attribute it to him. Now, watch minute 38. You'll want to listen for Gilding the Lily. Oh, you should turn it up, actually. All right. Gilding, this is my moment of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Among many. He goes, here is my crap I just wrote. <laughs> it's called Rocket Man. Eddie the Eagle. Paper rustling sounds for those who can't hear. That's the sound of Jeff Goldblum reading. You can't do this. Why not? Because it's you're gilding the lily. Is why. What does that mean? 
Uh, what does that mean? It means you're being self-indulgent. Well, Boom. I'm the director. Watch what he said. Well, direct on the set. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't Scre- direct in our script. There's a screenwriter who, like, wrote this movie. Like, yeah, that is my scene. The director kept that scene in just as I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well just say, you know what? Fuck you, director. <laughs> Sign this screenwriter. Uh-oh. Is this a dream, too? How long have I been there? Uh-oh. Well, he does have a dream in which he wakes up to Jenny just like this. this and it ends up life. being a dream in the end. But we'll get there. All right. Okay, so once again, Boy, she went. there's at a stage hmm. in which the film is not going to go forward out of frustration with the brother. So the sister shows up and sort of gets everyone back on board. <laughs> it's working for me. But at this point, can we say as audience members, maybe we think that same happened with the director or the producer? <laughs> Now this director is French, uh, he did or Spanish, I think. He did two other Spanish films that are really good. This one was his only and first English attempt. Did a good job. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Girl of Your Dreams and Bella et Foc. These are his two good Spanish language films. I think he's. And the- he had a hand in writing this. Oh, very cool. I'm handing over the Spanish script oh. of this movie to, to Ficoldi. El Sueño del Mono Loco. Yeah, see, there he is. Sueño and, means, oh, yeah, yeah, dream. Dream, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and mono in Spain, in Spanish is like a, it's what you call a kid, in, like in Spain. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years ago, I guess. I have yeah. no idea. No, uh, no. I as hecho bastante. Yep. Maryland, done. Has H O algo que no debas? Si. Yeah, it's nothing you can make. Yeah, I can follow along. All right, so they did it. Yeah, well, we're about to see La Pacula BJ. <laughs> English, please. Uh-oh. English, please, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Thor in that Rangarok one. Dexter was? Yeah, that's right. Because no. he. Fletcher? No. no so, you no, know, Gold Oh, right. Jeff Goldblum. And he shows, his character shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in the end credits, uncredited. Yeah. Just as a random now, image. Now, this is your... Um, Not at all creepy. This is your poster, Mike, where he was inappropriate with you. Oh, right. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, if you, uh, if you do join our Facebook page, God bless you. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl has been... <laughs> The master of the paint, uh, Microsoft Paint, <clears throat> cut and paste. And probably cringe every time you see it. We got two new people today who said, I would like to be a part of that page. Oh, great. All right. Thank you. And that, that is our Facebook page. And we always put posts. And uh, Carl will always update it when he syncs up a movie and repost it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Which is available on YouTube and Relodio. Oh, yes, it will be. Yes. So, yeah, feel free to, to put our shows on Relodio. I'll okay. take this now one because this I'm on it. On but you get to pay Mutiny Radio five bucks if you listen to it on Relodio. Was but I just, supposed to pay to get in here? I forgot. There no. used to be a uh, troll yeah. at the door. Well, Wait, oh, we need 24 bottles of water. <laughs> Mike, pay yeah. attention to this scene. All right. I haven't seen this in maybe 20 years. Uh, have you seen this movie before? 
No, no, I mean, I haven't seen from my point of view with this act. (laughs) It's very graphic. It's on YouTube. Well, I certainly like the eyebrows. Hers, too. He still can't figure out what she's doing. You got a problem yeah, with your belt? I think she's taking off some yeah. horse saddle. Is it a fanny pack? Do you have like a wallet in there? You know, those inside no, fanny she's, packs? She's, Money belt. She's definitely repairing his laptop. He oh. could have shaved for this. Look at this. This is called acting. <clears throat> and she's done. Maybe? You nope. think? No, I think she's just in slow motion going up and down. <clears throat> All right, this is what we faded. This is okay, like that scene so of Jurassic Park with Jeff Goldblum. In our plot, now Jeff Goldblum is back on board. Naturally. He's going to rewrite the whole script the way yeah, he wants, even though he's well. frustrated. So it's one of those uh, sort of sister sex things going on. Yeah, I've, I've been on that channel. It's only hinted at. You never really see it. You do see her naked bush. One hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, there you yeah, go. Yeah, all right, thanks. thanks. thanks Saving me a lot this. of time. To, no, don't touch that, <laughs> me, Goldie. Don't touch that dial. Uh-oh, now, there's people you inside just, the wall. you know, want the real deal, you can just put your cursor on minute, uh, an hour 15. Don't, don't do that. Just Ow. wait. Slap hand, slap hand. <laughs> so he's in his apartment? What's up? It's got a leak. Well, yeah, he goes home, he sees that Danny's sleeping, and then he just runs off to his agent and leaves the kid alone in the apartment. Oh, that's a good for agent dad right there. That's what they do in Paris. <laughs> when you're in America, man, you can treat your kids any way you want. No American child service France, will come. France. Oh, yeah, right. No, he, he gets in trouble. The Mickey Mouse, how ironic. He's like, well, he, earlier, if you recall, in that uh, the first scene where he met Legrand, he was like, um, "I'm trying." You know, when they saw the short, he goes, "You didn't like it." I was trying. No, he's the English one. He goes, "Oh, you didn't like it? I was going for Disney." <laughs> we didn't hear that one. Okay, so the agent is like, you know, hello, and then he's like, "Oh my God, I woke you up." I mean, it's five in the morning. Right. Is and he it, pretending? He left, he left his kid alone in the apartment and he went over to her place. Yeah. Hey, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> yes, yes, it is, sir. <laughs> okay. Have a good day. You don't own an icebox? But no, I have a refrigerator. It is currently running. Is there something I should do about it? Is it okay that it's running, sir? <laughs> Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to say. I never got this far. <laughs> yeah, I usually get hung up on yeah. everybody knows. <laughs> yes? So he's admitting to the producer he slept with her? No, he's not. Well, he and didn't really he's sleep like, with her. Is, do you have something that you want to tell me? And basically, it's a heavy, heavy flirt going on. You know, I'll make you breakfast and. Um, Boyish charm. Take me to bed stuff. And right now he's trying to convince her to sell her apartment. Oh, really? <laughs> he's using yeah. the power of that hair to persuade her. Oh, there we go. Now, look, she can't walk, as you know. So he has to put her in bed. So he's not... She's loving the closeness. Right. 
and he thinks she's a friend. I don't know. Oh, so he doesn't do anything. But, uh, you know, throughout the whole thing, he flirts, he kisses her. You'll see. Yeah, well, that's because Jeff never didn't think he was on. The cameras were rolling. Do you realize the cameras were rolling? <laughs> yes. I'll take your boots off. But it'll be awkward. Hmm. Uh, I'll take your boots off, but it would be awkward. She's always frustrated, see? She, she doesn't. He's not going for her. So he goes home, he hears the answering machine, and it's the wife who, like, had just slept with him, saying, please call me at the hotel, I am depressed. Oh, boy. I mean, it's 1 a.m., so he obviously missed it, and he says, like, I felt like I had missed an important appointment, and I could never get back, and... Right, because he crossed the line. I don't know, it's just a downer so, in the film. So this, so this, that blowjob was a metaphor for ruining his marriage. Well, I don't think so. Every blowjob ruins everything. Yeah. In movies. <laughs> you can't get a guy, well, can't get a break. Father's Day. Guess what LeGrand is saying? Hey, is today Father's Day? Scrape? No, no, no. no it's not. Next, next Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. June 12th, right? Uh, uh, not, hey, no, <laughs> Speaks, I'm sure it's true with you. It's like you have to be reminded, right? Well, I, I thought it was this weekend and I checked. That's the only reason why I know <laughs> that it's next week. But I think today is June 12th, 2019. Yeah. Uh, here at LWAFLMOIT. I think this year they'll get their act together, right? Uh, what the, the family? Yeah, they'll finally like recognize you as the, as the dad of the home, right? Well, I uh, think you know what? that would be great. I'm really excited for Father's Day. They invited me on the set of Maury, so I'm really excited to be there. I get to see the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Maury, yeah. Wow. What okay. a nice surprise. What a nice surprise. I wonder what the topic would be. <laughs> so well, on Father's Day. Uh, Father's Day. Father related. Well, I think I'm, I'm very honored. You know, I can't wait. Probably be very even-handed. You probably will be honored. Yeah. <laughs> With warrants from seven states. Cold, Malcolm, but to tell him to go to hell. Okay, I'm so sick. he's saying, I can't sell this. I can't sell this. It's a piece of shit, and you know it. And he goes, why don't you get a star? You're not thinking, Legrand. Get yourself a star. And he still he goes, hates one in Bloom. So <laughs> he adapted this other play, and this Marianne Durant was in it. So they're like, get her as the star. Oh, so so that's take, the whole thing. Uh, but was it because the, the sister is the star in this movie, or no? A woman named Marion Durant from another script he like adapted from a book is a famous actress, and he knows her. So he says, "Get her." All right. And so they're like, "You talk to her, of course. You're her friend." And he's refusing. Here's the car again, BMW. Well, yeah. he gets in the car to leave, but he doesn't leave. Something tells him to stay. Uh-huh. What was that? Now, LeGrand just called up Malcolm and said, I'm not doing this film. It's canceled. Unless we get this Marianne LeGrand, I'm not doing it. Oh, sorry. Marianne Durant. So he's just been waiting now, all day in that car. Who shows up? Oh. Uh, who showed oh. up? <clears throat> no, it was that late. Oh, it's the sister. So once again, the film is in trouble. Someone's refusing to do it. And she comes over and smooths it all out. All right. So now mm-hmm. are we all caught up? That's we right. Okay, audience here's an awful That's right. scene. Awful scene. Oh, he's mean to the something. Ooh. Don't look. Don't look. 
I'm looking. Not oh, happy. No, there's no, oh, not happy. Now, here comes the stream. Don't look, don't look. You'll see it. You'll really see it. Okay. Well, it's just I'm a way shaving by himself. What could possibly go wrong? Cut his whole face off with a razor by accident. Don't look, don't look. I'm going to look. Oh, God. Oh, he spilled ketchup. Oh, that's a deep cut. He spilled ketchup all over his shaving cream. It's all right. We're going to wipe the ketchup off, and we'll wipe the shaving cream off. Now, somehow we were trying to say that the dad, he was a dad bad. He did a dad uh, bad. Did I say that backwards? <laughs> You know, people ask me where I shop for clothing, and, and I tell bad them that dad, right? Gap has a clothing store for dads. It's called Gap Sad. <laughs> Gap Sad for sad okay, dad. Okay, he saw Jenny, right? Oh, she's getting ready to get some script corrections. Creepy. So now he sort of follows her in his mind in a way. You see how it's floating? Or it's oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. That's a good camera work. Best <clears throat> movie ever made. Hmm. This is the best Jeff Goldblum ever made. Now we're going to see made. some foreshadowing. Really? An hour into this film, we're going to see some foreshadowing? Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for this act. There this. she is, and... What? Wait. But they oh, leave okay. nothing to the imagination. It's awful. Just... Oh, oh my God. That poor yeah. mannequin that fell from the building. Glancing blow. Isn't it enough to just see that she jumped off? And also, in the script, yeah. you don't see if the guy dies. They make that a big deal. I'm checking so the script right now. Uh, I was, uh, no, Dan Cook, uh, Casa Don, Vanyo, no, Interior Dia. No, that's wrong. That's during the day in the bathroom. All right, but you get the point. Okay, so now Malcolm is like, you know what you got to do? You got to go to talk to Duran. And he's like, oh, you know, hey, Malcolm, I mean, I'm not going to do it, okay? I'm not going to do it. He goes, oh, I'm sick of your Jeff Goldblum. You got to do it. He goes, no, hey, I'm not uh, going to do it. So that's the whole scene. Mm -hmm. And he's smoke chain smoking <clears throat> in Paris. How cool is that? Well, they should have hired Mick Jagger for to be director. <laughs> he would yeah. have been good. I'm sure the character's name was like Mick Jagger. <laughs> All right, change this the guy album. directed Eddie the Eagle. Yeah, which is a really it's a cult film. It's about a uh, I guess he's a it's unrealistic, Olympic, but it's very fun. Is it a skier like Olympic skier? That's the thing. He changes up several times. He just wants to be in the Olympics. He doesn't care what. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. So I'll check that movie out. I, last time I saw Dexter Fletcher as an actor was in a Mike Myers movie that came out last uh -huh. year called Terminal with, with Margaret Romney and uh, Roby, whatever her name is. Uh, and it, it's, it was one of those films that seemed like it was meant for mass consumption. You know, that any uh -huh. country and any dub and any way you see it, that movie's there for you. So you can see in the theater, you can see it on VOD, you can see a VOD in Italy, you know, it's it's there. It's internationally accountable on I saw it on D V D. And uh he's good in it. It's a weird movie. I don't know if you've seen it. What's it called again? Terminal, because it takes place in a bus terminal. Get it? Oh bus okay. terminal. And the bus terminal is what like was the one with Tom Hanks and he's in the airport. Uh, lost the, the in, terminal. Lost in translation. Uh, 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 that was terminal. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're terminated. No, that's the terminal. This is terminal. 
And we watched uh, Terminator last week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's still on YouTube for free if you guys want to check it out uh, and right. sync it up. And we'll never be on YouTube with it. No, it's not worth it. Because Mike thinks we'll get sued for yeah. zero dollars. Yes, for zero dollars. Yep, absolutely. We, we tread our own ground, right? Tread lightly. Okay, so now he... He left the restaurant going, that's it, I'm not going to do it. So who shows up? Hey, your 6 o'clock is here. (laughs) And he's saying to her, right in front of her, I expected you, I knew you'd be here every time. You're here to smooth things out, as they say. Outing him. That's what the kids call it now. Yes, don't you always turn up when your brother has a problem? Ba-boom. Boom. Mm. J-bomb. That's right, Sally. (laughs) J-bomb. Table. She's going to have to do something hey. special now. Your brother's like the original gangster every time. A new mm. Yeah, so? so and he said that he was so an Earth Girls Are Easy. I'm sorry, Carl. You mentioned that he was an Earth Girls Are Easy prior to this. That prior to this. And mm. the fly. Yeah. <laughs> He's huge. He was into Into the Night. He was in The Big Chill all ahead of this. Yeah, invasion right. of the body snatchers <laughs> but then he went to Paris and did these movies mm-hmm. it was really odd I guess yeah and they came back uh, did it work in Europe did this sell really good yeah I mean it's a, a it's actually a cult film I mean it's a respected movie and uh, I don't know how these well, other films well it didn't films sell well it did get released in many countries they didn't lose money they didn't lose money yeah, I mean, by the time it hits the United States, Blockbuster shells has twisted obsession. You know the money's been made at that point. Well, sure. They, I mean, you know, he was huge. He is huge. I mean, he, Buckaroo Banzai and he covered. Oh, yeah, he was huge in Buckaroo Banzai. At the time, the Newsweek cover stories about his uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Mm-hmm. He played a, he played a cowboy named New Jersey. The cowboy, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm reading these subtitles right now that it was incredibly sexual. Oh, yeah. Watch, it's going to get... Uh, it's oh, good. now it's actually really sexual. Yeah, it's got it from... Uh, then look, you think he's saying, no, don't do it. But instead he goes, no, I really want to I wanna really do it. Yes. So what happens here is instead of her pleasuring him, he pleasures her. And the director's oh. trying to say to us, look how things are getting weird here. Twisted. Hmm. You know... Yeah, it's getting a little he's weird. Still here. being used, but he's falling for her. Yeah. He wants to make her like him. Jeff Goldmuff. Can we have some more porn lighting, please? How about some less lighting? No lighting. No lighting. All right, there's some acting. Mm-hmm. This dude was in Jurassic Park, Independence Day, <laughs> all of his sequels. In between her thighs, there you English. go. Yeah, I beat you to that. Right. It's like, whose brother's in trouble now? By the way, this is not the movie you hear in the background. It's just me. Now, it's very obvious to me that in post-production, they had to make this happen because they messed it up filming. Danny is supposed to catch them. Right. So what they do instead is they show you images of Danny, and then they show him in the bedroom with Danny. Because, you see? Boom! Danny sees it. Wow. But listen, this is a kid actor. You're not going to have him in the same shot. Time to get the razor again. Oh, look at that. It's... You're right. You're right. That's exactly right. Yeah, they can't, like, the kid has no idea what this movie's actually about, hopefully. 
Yeah, I don't right. know why I'm... He didn't watch this movie on. like you did. They wanted him in the room. <laughs> that kid went on in 1990 to do a film called Sweet Revenge. It sounds very good. Outbox lawyer Carrie Fisher uh-huh. hires an actress, Roseanne Arquette, to do, seduce her ex-husband by posing as a Dale woman. So I think I'm going to Netflix it. Yeah. <laughs> That's his only other credit. The The kid. Yeah. God, I hope that kid's all right. Probably uh, took that kid. Well, it's two years later, so he must have played some kid part. Right. And they released the movie. So now dad's in bed going, hey, you know, I'm not a, you know, your dad's not no ho. I just, you know, uh, had the opportunity and. uh, Listen, I just got uh, gargled with Listerine and I uh, shaved (laughs) and I took a shower and Uh I gargled with some more Listerine, you know. (laughs) So I think I I feel comfortable. She was deloused. Yeah. It was consensual. I uh, she came over because of a script problem, naturally. But all right. Meanwhile, this, our friend Miranda has no idea what an asshole this guy is. That's she, right. Now, she, when they kissed, you would have the sound down, but she was like, "Is that tuna fish I smell?" No, it's a uh, listerine, double listerine. Guys, that was hilarious. Girl, that was hilarious. Sorry. Along with a check for the rest of the money he owes you, he's furious. What uh, basically, this whole scene is like things are not well in Whoville. You know, Danny has issues. Um, we find out she can't have kids. It's all just a, like hmm. the world is a mess. <laughs> you can still smoke in restaurants. <laughs> yeah, come on, freedom. Yeah, in Paris, unless it really is stinky cigarettes. Oh, here we go. Here's yeah. that kiss. Yeah, he's going to, like, I'm just reinforcing the fact no, that I had sex with another woman. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have sushi? Uh, okay, that's Come on, guys. three unrequested unre- <laughs> <three laughs> unre- no, sushi kisses. I was trying to tag it. <laughs> I'm failing in jokes. I'm not, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not trying to go for it. Not yeah. go for it. Jeff Goldblum will now use a sippy cup. Over his wine. You know, he hears a piano playing in the background. He's been restraining himself at that table the whole show. Said, Don't get up and play the piano. Don't get up and play the piano. Stop forcing your hobby on us. My character should be playing the piano at this point at the restaurant as she comes to visit him. So the thing is, this scene is awkwardly placed. It's in the middle of everything. What's supposed to happen I is I agree. he says he won't introduce, he won't talk to the famous actress. Jenny comes over and does some stuff, and now he's off. He's off to talk to the, talk to the actress. actress now. So that scene was awkwardly placed. It wasn't really. It didn't advance anything. Well, it's it's just deepens Miranda Richardson's role, I guess, and uh, that is a twisted obsession that he's the one woman who likes him. Who sees him for Oh, who you he think is. it's her twisted obsession? Because she is obsessed with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, you're right. Maybe it is her. Well, I thought it was, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Maybe that's just gilding the lily. <sighs> Maybe I'm gilding the lily. Because it's too obvious. Ew. Listen, Carla, I don't want to gild the lily, but I just wrote the word, gild, the phrase of gild the lily on my chalkboard I brought in. Uh, <laughs> it is inscriptive. And, uh, you <clears> think <throat> don't. Yeah, don't do that. That would be an example of gilding the lily. Right. 
Now, this, they speak French right now. And there's no subtitles. When I saw this in, in Spanish subtitles, they had sub-Spanish for everything, like the titles. So. Including the French? That's cool, because they don't hear. They, they don't hear. They don't know what they're saying. They, don't, they didn't spend a shit money when they, when they broadcast this here. I mean, like, if you lived in England and the Mad Monkey came out and they're talking French for maybe 30 seconds, you go, okay, I get yep. that. You know, it's Italy. What the fuck? Right? It's Italy. Mm -hmm. That's how Italy works. No mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. But Europe, I meant to say. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. But, but here. But here, you go, uh, huh? Start screaming. Because yeah, we don't know. We, all, we all turn around and scream at the projector. Can. You know, well, I, I watched this uh, on DVD and uh, had the closed captionings on, and the French was not done. Look, look, I want to speak to that for a second, Michael, because yeah. I'm mad. Like, all these European people are like, oh. Americans, they don't know any languages. We have to speak your language. But to your left is German, to your right is French, in front of you is Spanish. Over here well, is this, Portuguese, this, and they're even talking Latin. Look, what do we got? We have Spanish. That's all we have. Uh, they're, well, they're not doing it because they're smart. They're getting along. You could tell us You could tell stories that happen to have just different languages. And take that wonderful uh, Brad Pitt movie where it's he gets shot and there's multiple stories. I don't know what that movie is. It's terrible. But, uh, yeah, well, you know. Okay, so we're learning now that Jenny has disappeared. Uh, and Malcolm hey, is okay. really all crazy about it. But <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum's like, you have to go meet the director. I mean, the actress, or she won't do it. So he goes, don't worry, I'll stay here and I'll wait for Jenny. Oh, so he never... Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go pull my little red wagon of water down the, down the road here. Yeah, thanks for getting water. Do you mind uh, passing me a water? Oh, no problem. Yeah. How many do you want? Just one. Okay. Here, here comes six. Three. All right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, so it's Reed Lodio. How many? What? Well, one when, 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 when he gets back in the studio, uh, we'll ask him how, how the most direct way we can get... get. Any URL slash for Lodio. Right in the mic, sir. <laughs> tinyurl.com slash Relodio. All right. There we go. Thanks so much, Pete Gold. Uh, e, who was last time you were on this show, it was for um, uh, Vela Lugosi meets a Brooklyn Gorilla. <laughs> uh, that was a couple that years ago. That like a fun premise. Oh, yeah. It was a Martin and Lewis uh, ripoff duo, and they had Vela Lugosi in it. It was a comedy. Cool. Yeah. Just like Johnny... Depth, Ed Wood, not really. Yeah, but for reals this time. So he's at her her bedroom. His well, okay, room. so he's yeah he's snooping around to see what he can find. Now, once again, right? Um, I'm not talking to the actress I know. Jenny comes over and does the, her act. Then, yes, you are. So he comes over and says to Malcolm, "Okay, I made my arrangements. You got to go meet her now." But he goes, "But Jenny's missing." So. He goes, I'll stay here and wait for her. And that's what he's doing. But he doesn't. He leaves. I don't get it. He snoops around and finds nothing. There's no point to this scene. And he, he's on the phone right now? Uh, he got a phone call saying, Danny is sick. you got to come oh, home. And now if you turn up the sound, we're going to hear only French. Cool. We don't really know what's going on. Let's riff he it. He says, Malad, that's sick. Oh, he's a bad French accent. That's why he's better than we are. 
Yes, he does. If you're, you a, French, if you're a French film goer, you'd be like, thank you, Jeff Goldman, just to do a couple lines <laughs> in French for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I don't know what the French word for thanks is, but, you know. Merci. Je ne sais pas. Merci. Because, because I'm pretending that I'm stressed. This is what I do when I act when I'm stressed. Oh, the music is great, too. It's, this is stress music. Stress factory. If I was a conductor, I would be, like, moving my baton very stressfully right now. All right, that's the exciting French-speaking... French Somebody's sick. It's a little so French. He comes in, and Danny is the one who's sick. But Danny's like, okay, I don't know, he's sleeping. And then Jenny's there, and she's like, you know, remember Jen? You know, he saw Jenny, so he's like, this isn't cool, Jenny. What are you doing here? And then she says, he's pretending to be asleep because I'm here. She's not really, you know. Oh yeah. So Jenny is now basically saying, listen, I'm sorry that I slept around, oh, and I'm okay. sorry, you know, but we're going to scout locations tomorrow, so this is goodbye. And he's like, you always say goodbye. Right. It just shows that Dan has fallen for her. His name is Daniel, and his son's name is Danny. Yeah, Dan huh? Jr., I guess. Would it be? Is Dan Daniel then Daniel? Well, Danny is just a... Nickname for Daniel, so yeah, it's Dan. Yeah, so it's Junior. It's a Junior. Mm hmm. Oh, he's a Junior. I think his um, middle name is Smugog, which in French means smug. <laughs> oh, all right. Nice. Drop in French. Oh, he's being sincere right now. Here. Did you, did you just get a haircut, Jenny? You always look like you just got a haircut. Uh, it's kind of awkward, you know. Yeah. So, uh, what do you uh, kids watch? Do you watch uh, still watch Ren Stimpy? No, oh, Ren Stimpy was twenty years ago. Oh. Uh. <laughs> One time, my father made a pop reference in the eighties with my young friends. He's trying to be cool. Like, God bless him. I don't mean to knock him, but he was trying to be cool. So he dropped Arlo Guthrie reference. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Good one, Dad. Oh, yeah. Arlo Guthrie. That was his restaurant. <laughs> All right. The tables have turned. Yeah, that's right. So now it's like, well, the tables haven't turned. They've changed. His, his, now she's saying, you're the only one who seems to be aware of my bullshit so therefore I'm apologizing for my bullshit I, I, I'm still gonna do it I want my brother to be a success I'm still gonna do it but I know that you know so I've come there to say that because I'm going away and this is goodbye we're gonna go scout filming location now Mike right. what I don't understand is that's not forever it's like for a week and then they're back home what's the big well, I mean, it's tough to get locations when you're out there. There's a lot of permits, a lot of paperwork, you know. Yeah. And sometimes... <laughs> it, <laughs> we could be gone for years. Yeah, if you're pimping at your sister, I'm sure, like, you know. So she's now left. He's put Danny into bed to say, like, to try to hold on to something that's right. of normality. You know, do I have you, a family. Do you to wear a nightshirt? Right. 
Now the film is in production, and he's going to where they're shooting. What about the actress, Carl? In... What? The the main actor? Did they get the actress? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, and so the that... film's going into production. So they're going in. I'm sorry. So he's going to the place where it's produced, and it's all basically so we can hear one line. Oh, all right. I'll get ready. I don't want to go the lily here, but I'm on, I'm ready for it. <laughs> Ah, the old bulletin board. The old white chalk. Yeah. Instagram for old people. (laughs) It's a whiteboard. Markers, draw lines. Okay, turn up the sound. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Is she working on the film? Who? Jenny Green? Yeah, I think so, but nobody knows exactly what she does. That's what the director wanted us to hear. Like, if the film's not going to be made, if she isn't a, if a part of it, but nobody knows what she does, we know what she does. Yeah. So, do you... so now Danny asks to live with Mom, and it really hurts his feelings. Why? He asked me. Today? No, no, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah, so it's been a secret that they both kept, and he doesn't get mad at that. Football practice, Danny. Wait, where, where on the, his chrono, his chart would that be? Before or after he saw his dad go down a, a after, uh, and then after. before or after he cut himself deeply with a razor? Uh, I think that was just. I don't know because it's not a real place, but that was probably the scene that sets up, and then. The Jenny scene set, you know, made it a concrete decision. Something. Look, French prostitute is a dude. Check it out. All right. No, no, no. Merci. Now you hear? You see what Jeff Goldblum said? He said no to her. Right. right. It's just realistic. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you see him? He was looking good. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he uh, he realized the cameras were rolling, and he just had to, you know, yeah, be a professional. No. He's a better man than me. Okay, now that was stalking Jenny. Now he's stalking his son. Oh, right, who, who now does not live with uh, Creepy Daddy. That's right, and he'll see a father replacement doing a great job of bonding with his son. Yeah, he can't it's compete with friends, right? It's just hurt. Oh, this is so... This is like sad dad porn. <laughs> yeah. You get to see it sit across the street. This woman, her name is... Uh, the the wife, her name is Anemone. She has this one name. She's a very famous French actress. Who, who died from lung cancer this year. In April. Uh, yeah, she just died April 30. I mean, she I saw that. just Oh, passed. that's the cover of, the, of, of my... Uh, Script book, the scene him staring from the restaurant sign. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, because that's that that shot we just saw was in the on the poster as well. Him staring through the window, his life right. crumbling before him. Old yeah. empty shell of a empty vessel of a man who uh, has to grow up. I thought it was cool. We're old. Yeah, this this movie resonates any year. If you want to put up with this movie, it works perfectly. Until this scene. All right, here we go. 
So he's done his share of stalking, and now he's going to do even more stalking. And we're waiting for uh, one hour, 15 minutes, and 25 seconds when we will see full-on Bush with no Bush. Oh, it's, it's, it's now that's pretty twisted because it looks underage. Right? Cause, yes, uh, and it's incestuous. You'll see. It's incestuous. Because it's the brother filming it. Well, he doesn't really do anything to her. She's making, he's making her laugh, and he's up close to her. We don't see something sexual, but it's just hinting at. Right. And she's of age, but it's also the fact that it's shaved. It's awkward. And it's the same thing as the movie short. This cons. Well, film. I'm sure it's shaved to say I'm young. All right. Well, this has been an exciting conversation, and I hope we don't spend too much jail time on that. But, uh, okay, one hour, 15 minutes, 25 seconds, and there's nothing jaily about it. Yeah, because the, the brother and sister are confiding among each other about this scene, but she is naked in this lot. Yeah, and I guess it's on camera. Yeah, oh, he's staring. Maybe this is the scene where he's staring. He has still has that same stare. Oi! Bawang! Twisted. Now, this is a great scene that changes the film right, he's and it's dynamic. And I think for the worst, I think the film was doing fine up until now, but something very great is going to happen. And then I think the film goes downhill, but. And you? Are you happy? He's completely different. You know, everybody says so. Jenny, Jenny, there's some things. Uh, but I think we should talk about... Do you want to suck me? Catch me. Oh, you turned it off. No, I actually turned it up. You? I just played the whole thing. I don't... But, no, but she did... Okay, then she said, catch me if you can. Did you hear that line? Yeah, absolutely. She, he, she goes, you, you want to suck me? Catch me if you can. Now, he freaks... I know you've seen this film. I guess I'm... But it's been, I, yeah. I didn't rewatch it this morning. I, I've, I, but I've seen it when he came out, and I've seen it when it was on video, and I've seen it uh, ever since then, here and there. And it's on YouTube now. Yeah. I like that. So basically, his, his twisted obsession has gotten him now to a, a point in which it's like a car chase. That oh, right. That's chase. pretty twisted. Well, these streets are curved, you know. That's a twisted uh, obsession. <laughs> Look, goes right. Oh no, she's going left. <laughs> they really don't need this long a. She's driving here. She's driving there. Yeah. There's Eiffel Tower. Did you see Take it for any, a second? Maybe this is yeah. Maybe this is just like a big tax uh, fraud scam. <laughs> People throw money into this film. Show the city. Well, I mean, by now we could have seen the payoff to this scene, like. Okay, we get it. He's following her, and it's for a distance. 600 uh, filmmakers got paid to, to, to make this film in France. Let, wow. let it be. Uh, now we see Jeff Goldblum acting. Like, he keeps cutting to his face as yeah. if he's trying to find her, trying to find her, trying to find her. It's a lot cheaper just to have a close-up of his driving face than actually show anything behind him or in front of him. Oh, I'm going to dodge. Oh, look out, an asteroid. Whoa, I'm making a face. That makes me think of Rat Fink of Boo Boo. Boom! <laughs> Kapow! Oh, the BMW goes down. 
by the way, in this film, BMW was played by BMW. That is, that is really BMW. Yeah. Wow. Now look, they didn't. I was wrong. The crash didn't happen. He's back on the road. But did he go to an island or something? Oh no, he just fantasized it. Well, she's gonna probably. Get There's the crash. Oh my God, European beer. Yeah, well, no, it was, um, it was, it was, uh, it was part of the foreshadowing. It was ironic to the film. It was Bush's baked beans. <laughs> Push. And the, yeah, it was bald friend. <laughs> there she is again. Yeah. Girl from the crying game. The woman from the evening star. Evening star. Have you ever seen the evening star? Do you even yeah, know what the evening star sure. is? Is that, that the, was good. That's the sequel to Terms of Endearment that premiered on New right, Christmas Day. Right. When the girls grown up. When they're grown up. Oh, yeah, because it was such a burning question. Like, I wonder what happened 10 years <laughs> later from that film. I, they I mean, just wanted to make money. Well, they should turn it into a Broadway musical already. All right, forget the evening star. She was in Sleepy Hollow. She was in Chicken Run. Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, well, which chicken did she play? She played This is Tweety. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Harry Potter, dude. She was in two Harry Potters. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's canon. You can't, you can't argue with that. That's, that's some kid's job. Dream okay, movie. So now he's in the hospital. Oh, he's having a twisted obsession dream. Because he had his accident. Monkey, mad monkey, tree, dream. So now we're meeting the nurse who will come into play later. Um, listen, Mir Miranda Richardson, she was in uh, Harry Gobble's Fire. And she was in Harry's Head is Hollow. She's a true, I, I, I mean, she's great. I, I just, I'm... Uh... I'm making light. Yeah, but that she must you could retire on Harry Potter, right? I mean the whole generation sure. well a whole generation knows you now. Well the first time I ever bumped into her and cared about her and noticed her was she when she played the wife of Santa in Fred Claus. Oh really? Was yeah, she, she was Mrs. The wife. Fred Claus? It was all because of that scene in which like your son is a closet eater and they're like oh no and he goes it's affecting our love life oh and then Fred starts going hey you got some problems there Santa <laughs> do you remember that scene I've never seen Fred Claus that's Fred. the time in which I took a shine to Miranda Richardson and noticed her face in other movies so if you never saw Fred Claus that's okay you'll live life but uh, I don't know I'll have to see it now is the time during the summer when, when Christmas is ironic and not ubiquitous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's Dexter. He's acting off, right? Wait, wait. Hang on a minute. Well, big she's act missing off. again. Okay? She's missing again. Right. But this time for good. Or not. Well, yeah, it is. He, he called the hospital. He called the police. Um, a guy phones up, goes, you called me? I said, yeah, did you see her? No, she's nowhere to be found. So. Yeah. All right. Well, now, now what's going to happen is he catches Malcolm doing heroin. Okay. Oh. So he goes in there and says, did you get your sister into that junk? And she's like, no, she got me into it. Oh, well, heroin subplot. And, he, and he's like, is your sister always part of the deal with your movies? And he goes, Did you get I'm it? telling you, she's in charge. Charlie Crowe. So he's not a good director. 
right? Like he's. he's uh, I mean, on screen, I guess, but not as. I don't know. Oh, he's independently acting. He's not manipulating her. He doesn't like it. Go give him a bayjack. No, she's the one doing it. She wants her brother to be super successful. Huh. And Jeff Goldblum's believing him now. Yeah, right. So kicking his ass. Now, the reason I said that the film takes a downturn here is because it get, begins to not logically make sense, whereas it did before. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It kind of falls. So he's sucking in a, in a, in a stupor, maybe? Maybe he. Who, uh, Malcolm? Malcolm showed up and now he's having a conversation. Uh, the director? No, we're hearing of. I'm not sure what you're asking, but basically we've learned that. Malcolm is not a manipulator. It's Jenny who's but he the walked, manipulator. He, he walked into Malcolm, and Malcolm was shooting up. Yup. And then he said, it's not me, it's Jenny. Well, Jenny, you know, he was like, did you turn your sister onto this junk? And he goes, <laughs> she turned me on to it. Crazy. Now we're going to see a picture that lets us know that Miranda Richardson ha- was their friend in London. Oh. Surprise. Surprise! They knew each other. And did you see the Tower of London behind them? It's yeah. like having the Eiffel Tower in your French picture. It's so duh. Or have, in England. Didn't look, have photos of it. Yeah. But look, see, we're meeting the Queen. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is before so Microsoft. Gilding the lily. You think that was guilty of the lily showing the big fan in the showing background? Showing the Tower of London, because we're in London. And yeah. she dyed her hair, too, right? This is like, because I'm Don't younger. my lily. Okay, this is a big scene and also doesn't make logical sense. It confronts the agent, says, I don't know where she is. So he knew already what she was talking about. He goes, you knew them in London. And then Danny guesses at the story. Why don't you listen, guys? All right. Well, I, uh, uh, you and... There's one beautiful witch named Marilyn, who lived in London. He's being smug. she discovered her own little Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. She became friends with the weirdos. Together they did many strange and uh, dangerous... That's the part I don't understand. Did they all have sex together? What's he talking about? I think he's implying that. Yeah, he's implying that. Now it seems Peter wanted to make a picture about uh, a monkey and uh, powder that makes you dream and uh, the secret. All right, I think we get the point. But I don't get the point. He goes, okay, you met them, you knew them. He came here and said, I want to do a movie. And you said, I know a guy. But the thing is, so why would they hide that? Why? Like, she's an agent. She knows the writer. It means money for her. What is she hiding? It's a twist. That's why I don't understand the film. There's no secret discovered here. And do you think this lack of secret has kind of consumed you? Maybe an an obsession? An obsession? Or maybe a twisted (laughs) obsession? (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to say to you, why a lie? Because they know that they were going to manipulate him. Like, she knows that he was he, he was on the receiving end. And with the producer, she, the, the, the manager knew all along, and she didn't want to tip her hat. 
and also they're bad news and she doesn't you know yeah because also so now the, Jeff Goldblum gets mad because she's like I don't care if she's missing I don't care what happens to her and he's like why and he goes because I'm six because she's 16 and I'm 30 and then he freaks out 16 <laughs> what <sighs> Because you're in love with her and not with me. You're in love with her and not with me. How do you know who I'm in love with? Now Dan drops her. He kisses her first. He does kiss her. But you see how he lets her go? And then he says, you should have put your arms around me. Oh, he's calling her cold. I guess, but it doesn't make sense because she's the one who's in love with him. Right, yeah, saying? yeah, I see what you're saying. She, she told him, and then he did this little song and dance and left. So now Dan gets tough, right? He was just tough with her because of what he learned. Now he's going to go see Legrand, who was the last person to see Jenny. Right. Because the film was falling apart, so Jenny went over there, of course, to do you know, you know what. But I, now I, she's gonna... I would say this movie is falling apart at this point. Yeah. So he's barged in on the dinner. Look at that, so cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the family member, uh, actors are actually played by the crew. This counts as a break. Now, Jeff Goldblum's going to do something now he never does. He's going to be a guy who hits somebody in a movie. He never does that. Oh, that's interesting. Did he hit Charles Bronson well, in Death Wish? I don't want him to see. Maybe you're right, but she's when he was in charge and the leader and a star, he's oh. never picked something in which he's been the action guy. And right, he oh. just hit Legrand, who now admits Jenny came over to patch things up like she always does. She asked to use the bathroom, and when he went in there, she was dead from heroin. So Legrand, being the stand-up gentleman he is, threw her into a ditch. Oh. You know, I don't think I remember this part. I don't think I read this part. So later he feels guilty, goes back, and she was gone from the ditch. Oh, yeah. Well, Listen you know, if you want. He's admitting. No, I think you, you, you summed it up fine. <laughs> you, you have to put down, like, recycling uh, group. You have to write down, put a little sign on the body that says, not free, don't take, not cool. <laughs> yeah, do not take. Do not take. No, no basura. No basura. No take. Uh, gratis. No gratis. Oh, uh, I can't see anything in the screen. I like the soundtrack. Now he gets a postcard from the agent, and it says, Here I am in England. My parents are happy to see me again. And then she goes, I should have put my arms around you. Polishing dialogue for an Anglo-French production. But he's he's saying this on voiceovers, so it's, it's really him saying it. Yeah. From somewhere in England. Well, good for her. Here we go. Oh, no, I take it back. It's her speaking. Put my arms around you. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I like don't mind movie. that in the I film. Like I think movie. it's actually one of the only professional things they did. This movie's pretty cool, Carl. I mean, there's some really, like, scenes like that and just kind of, there's pockets of it, just the way people look and the, the theme of it. I mean, it's, uh... Mm-hmm. And it is kind of upsetting with... with uh, the sexuality but, and they had lots of stars and they had a budget it just makes me upset that Do you remember it starts to not make sense like this scene too this is a B character but we meet our B characters in the beginning of act two 
here we are at the end of the film, definitely Act 3. Right. You know, we know now where Jenny, She, we know she's dead. The film should have ended. He's now starting a little mini film. He meets the nurse who takes care of him in the hospital. Oh, you mentioned her. Wow. But that's so like Paris, though. Like you always meet your nurse at restaurants. <laughs> and then share a smoke together. Some nurse. You always see you see two things in in Paris. You you bump into the nurses that have attended to you, yeah. and you bump into Can Can girls. Oh, a lot Can Can. Yeah, always at the Can Can. So your can so fine, girl. They named you twat. That I let you follow. Okay, now I want to say it again. The movie should have ended, yeah. but it hasn't. What he's doing now is he wants to find the actual body. So he's asking a nurse who's conveniently fell in his lap and has a crush on him, where do they take the dead, the Jane Doe's? Yes, that's right. I know where this film is going. You don't think that's cool? He's got to know. No. He's got to know. I guess. It's just twisted. It could be cool if there were like intelligent plot points wrapped around it. There is intelligent plot points. Why did this happen? He fell in love with her. Right. And he... But the thing is, why should she die? You know what I mean? Like, this is a movie about him and her, right? Right. So he should be involved in the death, or he should try to prevent it. It doesn't make sense that she's ramping up to this big, big relationship, and now she's like, I'm leaving, I'm going, and I'm sorry I was such a jerk. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you know, like... You know, he gets a phone call. Oh, she's dead. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like he's away from the action. And well, I think at the just... beginning of a film, you learn a lover's died and begin a mystery. It, it doesn't make sense. He needs closure. He has to see her. <laughs> yeah, we should have yeah. five minutes of closure, not. Look, he has to 30... make sure that he has to see her. For... He's got to make sure he's he's out. Okay, for some reason, the nurse does know where they put the Jane Doe's. So he's going to a friend from the hospital who's at some bar right. and saying, you know, hey, why don't we continue the party? Let's get out of this dump. And he goes, what do you have in mind? She goes, take us to the morgue. Show us the Jane Doe's. Now, they're doing this all in French, right? Yeah. Yeah, with all the friends. Stupid. It doesn't make any sense, man. Well, because when I saw, I saw this with Spanish subtitles, they, they had subtitles for everybody. So mm-hmm. the French was translated. Oh, so you could hear the conversation. You could hear we, the conversation. We missed out on that. Oh, but the, oh, is that in English? Like at this point in the movie, During the film, we we just see Jeff Goldblum waiting at the bar like, oh, please say yes. I hope they say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> and they're far away having their conversation. Well, he, he was okay. at the bar like, don't go near the piano. Don't go near the piano. I know this is a <laughs> piano right. bar. Just don't go near That's it. Right. You're on oh, the set. I wanted to go to the piano, but Frazier was hogging it. <laughs> Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just want to say some complaints, okay? Yes, please. Uh, there's something called the Goya Awards, and it's like Spain's version of the Oscars. But the thing is, yeah. if you have released two films this year, who's going to win? You know what I mean? It's like Tony Awards. Like, everybody won a Tony Award because there's only eight films, uh, plays, you know what I mean? So this won a Goya? Uh, well, it won two, three, four, five, six Goyas. Like, it was a good film. It won Best Film. Don't, I, I agree. 
I absolutely. So this is the part where now listen, these characters are empty vessels, right? They're spiritually empty. Why do you keep saying that? Because like he's not empty. He has a father, but he doesn't grow up. He never, you know, he's he's that fear of hand character. That doesn't make a person empty. An empty vessel is somebody who's gone through some. They have some post-traumatic stress. Uh, somebody who's gone through the Holocaust. Somebody who's gone through a war. A hollow oh. shell of a man is a guy who. All right. He is so messed up, he can't function, and he just does what everybody says because he's he's <sighs> lost his soul. That's an empty shell. That oh, man. I, thank you. I appreciate that. i got to change my usernames. Holy shit. I've been using it all wrong. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry to be smug. No. Be sorry. But I feel like she's in a vessel. Or she might be. So this is like, this movie goes really dark. I mean, now they're at a morgue looking at the, the, the characters. And it's a party. It's for fun. You see they're kissing. Well, they all went from the bar. Like, I'm looking for yeah. a morgue. Oh, I know. The Morgue Express. It's right next to the, the Sex and City tour. cool with it. See? She's cool with it. No, she's not. And Jeff Goldblum isn't cool with it either. Look how freaked out he is. He's there at for medical. Didn't Jeff Copeland do an NBC drama show, like a, a CSI type show, where he was like a yeah, he did. Work? He did a years. He did one season. Um, I have that written down here somewhere. That's kind of scary. I've seen an episode I mean, of it. It was bad. Like, when you're going to talk about, uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum, you're going to talk about the Independence Days. You're going to talk about the Jurassic Parks. You're not going to, you know. So I got his bio, but I. I mean, he's in a lot of movies, which is always a delight. He does, he will do comedies and he will do television, but when he shows up, he always adds a yep. dimension to it. And he does that commercial for the apartments. Yeah, he does a lot. Well, his voice is on like a lot. I mean, what's, he's famous for being the Apple voice spokesman. Uh huh. I think. I mean, I remember he was like, "Are you in a sea of pirates?" That's what, okay, here he is. It's um, the eighth and ninth move. seasons of Law and Order, Criminal Intent, as Zach Nicholas. Yeah, it was not a, it was not a CTV. Right. Well, I saw on YouTube uh, a guy had taped on a cell phone the the boardroom, you know, the conference room they met in, and he's like, I think I think your show it, it it's m- missing an a, a, a element of smug, and if you. Just, <laughs> Open to the smug, and they were like, "Hey, you know, Goldblum's right. I mean, nobody is smug on the." So there was a niche for him. Are they fishing for bodies right now? They're just yeah. In a vat? Right now, they're in a vat of formaldehyde. It's like, okay, obviously, my who I'm, you know, he never says he's looking for someone. He goes, "No, oh, where's the real Jane Doe? So the obvious. ones who are unidentified." There's always one guy throwing like this. What? There's always one guy at these parties that that are just like, I'm just here for our body. I'm just here to see a body. I'm not here to have fun. They've got a hook, like a fish hook. Yeah, bringing up those bodies. What do you call that thing? I have it written body, down. Body hook. They use Swinkies as lure. Uh, this is a Lolita tale, Heavy Illusions to Peter Pan. Wait, is that her? IVP release. I've is, got it somewhere. Is he seeing the dead body now? That looks like Legrand, see? Oh, it's it Legrand, is. the producer. Whoa. We just learned he's dead. And a Jane Doe. And a Jane Doe. Uh, John Doe. Wow, he popped out of nowhere. 
I don't remember that. Ah, uh, fishing gaff. That's what it's called. G A F F S. And the, it's the purpose is to fish around corpses and formaldehyde bats. <laughs> I guess for fish. <laughs> now the nurse is like, "What's up with this Jeff Goldblum? He's all I know. freaked out." I saw him in the second act of this movie, and he hasn't even talked to me. Much. Now they're going down even deeper to the next vat. Ooh, that's it's, it's in the basement's basement. Oh, the, the fifth level. That's cool. That's like a metaphor, symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. Of the planes of hell or no? Yeah, planes of hell. He's descended to the final hell. level the five. Concord, right. Eighty. <laughs> that was a plane from hell. <laughs> the Concord was a plane from hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud. Now, who does he see? Oh. Uh, Not sure, so flip her over. Uh-oh. Oh, oh this probably the music's going off. Doo-doo-doo. Yeah. He goes, I know that badge anywhere. It's the same look he gives when he was looking at it. Oh, there she is. Yeah, and he's going to scream his head off. Oh, that was me after I found out the popcorn prices at this theater. Seven fifty. No, oh, that's a good one, Mike. Saw the popcorn price. No. <laughs> oh, what a bummer! Let's leave this party. Listen, her father was a 1960s Grand Prix racing driver and winner. Really? And his yeah, and his name was Johnny Walker. <laughs> That guy sounds like he's fucking kick-ass. Yeah, that guy was kick-ass. So they listed his friends like they were all badasses, but you know it's so long ago. I don't know any of the names. There. Don't you feel like? The, don't you feel like this is cathartic? Well, I think right now the director is having him cleanse himself. He's getting rained on. Oh. You see, it's like trying to wipe away. Right. But the film still doesn't make sense. Is that what he's doing? He's cleansing? Yeah, I mean, he uh, got the closure he needed at the expense of the state. Well, that was fun. You want to go to the movies too, say? Well, see, that's the thing. The nurse is saying, were you looking for her? He realizes he was looking for a woman. Uh, and I think that, like, she's lost her chance with him. And Jeff Goldblum says, were you looking for someone? And she doesn't say any answer. And I think the director's trying to say, yeah, for him, for love. Right. It doesn't make sense to the plot. He's a bad dad, bad lover. I guess. Yeah, bad man. He so now we're going to hear man. a voiceover in which Dan types, he basically types a novel about his experience. Yeah, which I wonder and if he, that's the, novel, the original novel storyline. I don't I'm know, and I, I just never, I didn't get that far as to read, I guess... This story, this, Nobody showed it up. is because this is the, so he writes, I buried Jenny and nobody showed up, but then again, she was a tough kid and she would have expected no less. What? What? It doesn't make sense. Well, because she was in formaldehyde and it's like twice the body weight <laughs> to get it out of, you know, like no U-Haul is going to let you put that in their van, you know, you're not going to really get, get a rental. Now. And then, uh. Okay. Mike, let me just review this for you for one minute, okay? okay? Right? Oh, wait, no, it's not really over. Now in French, we're learning, but we don't know French, that uh, somebody's in the car waiting for him outside. What time is it here? 
6.45. I just want to complain at the end of the film. I don't know if we'll have enough time. We have five minutes. All right, let me just do it now. He had two or three sexual encounters, right, with this girl. Uh, it was all with Jenny's ulterior motive, and then he learns that. He knows it's all her ulterior motive, which leads up to this big chase scene. He discovers that the agent lied. They, had, they knew each other. He separates with the agent. After that, she's simply gone, and he finds her and has a cathartic moment. And now we're about to see him hook up with the agent. This film doesn't make sense the second Jenny disappears. Yeah, or why she had to turn into that. Right. Like, there was, why did she have to die in this movie and then have her body right. literally dredged out of the of that? Now, if it's really about him growing up and seeing that the agent is the real person, right. then then she should not have died. He should have split up with her. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how they would have written it, but... Well, they're two lost souls, and they found and they they knew each other, and they bounced around with each other. And this is a honesty. Like I, I think the agent knew how self-destructive the, the the brother and sister were, so he he didn't she didn't want to be accountable for it. Like she had a feeling what was going to happen. See, I I would align with you and think you're a hundred percent right. And you should have written and directed this film because that's not she knew no, that's a good well directed in movie. London and this one of Goya best sense. director. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Well, they're still hanging out. This movie hasn't ended yet. Yeah, that's right. It ends with them. You know, now they're a couple. Oh, all right. That's and cool. And there's some last lines here. Um, let's see, it's on page 11 of my notes. Let me check my screenplay book. Oh, turn it up. We'll just hear it. All right. All you need is a C. Uh, I'm on the last page. I found it. All right. She reads Dan's new book. She cries. He carries her to the bedroom. They're close. He, he he's the one who like detours in the bedroom and I thought that was pretty good scene you know like it says what he wants and then before or after he goes you're not a witch you're a siren a muse from the sea that's what he says so like what's the point he's grown up now he's found his yeah he, he respects uh, he understands where the agent's going and that's the woman he respects and loves and that's it that's the okay. movie here's the credits that's wow it. that was pretty cool go. Uh, what do you think of this movie? I think that just happened. I think I was with them until Jenny disappeared. Uh, all right. I like this movie. I like how it just keeps going on and on like that. You know, <laughs> it's a little There's danger. A lot to like. Uh, so, hey, I don't have a trailer for next week's movie, but I have selected next week's movie, and it takes place okay. in San Francisco, and Great. it is the last full-length movie version of Charlie Chan, official Charlie Chan movie, called Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Lady, and uh, it was 1981. Really? Yeah. 
it was from the director of the nude bomb it was his follow-up the next year <laughs> and it's it came out in 1981 i mean i know peter sellers was doing a similar film back then but uh so it yeah. says charlie chan and the curse of the dragon lady 1981 yeah and I don't have a trailer I'm for there. it, but that will be our movie next week. I want to thank you guys so much for making it to the end of another episode of L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's us on iTunes, YouTube, and Twitter. And we are on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, which we do every week. And uh, follow our podcast, follow us, and uh, keep supporting MutinyRadio.fm. They have some great shows to stream live, and maybe you're spending your Sunday streaming the show live. Uh, next up is a great uh, open mic comedy show uh, live comedy happening at four to six so uh, uh, take a listen and uh, just keep listening so that's it Carl thank you so much thank you it's a great choice again and I'm looking forward to Charlie Chan Charlie Chan from 1981 I'll see you later <laughs> bye, bye. let's watch a full length movie on you with Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full length Movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman It's been of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and. Counter offer, baby. All right, Carl, I think we're ready. All right. I'm just chill. I'm not. I'm. We have a. 
Apple Mac or whatever the iTunes or whatever the computer is called, and I fucking mm-hmm. hate it, man. Give me a PC for life. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So familiar. Yeah, I had to turn off. Let me see if I did turn it off before I do it. Adult beverage. Of course, uh, I didn't turn off. This is why we're doing this minute. Five dollars. Benders. I gotta wait two seconds for the bottom to show up. Come on, show up. Come on, show up. Friday of the month. Punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the top. Can't do it. I can't get. I can't turn this thing off. Open every day at two p.m. Happy hour goes till seven p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the mutant. Radio Comedy I Festival. I can't do it. Because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders. We should sh- riff with them. Okay, shh, shh, shh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch. Let's watch it. Let's a, watch. A full-length. <laughs> oh, well, the movie. The All right, so, Carl, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That is the premise of our podcast. We're almost up to 200 episodes, if I get my shit together and count them. Uh-huh. I'm really excited. And uh, you can follow our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's our acronym. You can find us on the YouTube, where there's dozens of these podcasts synced up with the movies. Uh, and that is at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on YouTube. Check it out. It's really excellent. And if you want to see something <laughs> lame, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com or just go to our Facebook page. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching Twisted Obsession, starring Jeff Goldblum. Twisted Obsession. So go to your YouTube search engine. You put in... If you put in Twisted Obsession, you'll get there. But if you were to put in Twisted Obsession, parentheses, The Mad Monkey, you know, parentheses, 1989 drama Jeff Goldblum, you would find Classic Movies Channel. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, anything with a Mad Monkey, a Twisted Obsession, and Jeff Goldblum (laughs) being a drama from 1989, that's got to be a classic movie. Bingo. All right. This was right after Earth Girls Are Easy and The Fly. I mean, he was big deal. Big deal, and he disappeared to Paris, which we'll talk about. All right, yeah. so I am, I'm there. Uh, hopefully our listeners, uh, plural. I haven't got the, <laughs> the ratings. I'm sure it's plural. Uh, go ahead to that link. Hit pause. Make sure you're synced up to zero, zero. And uh, you know what? I have, I have Colonel Countdown, Mr. <laughs> Downward Spiral himself, Mr. Descending Numerals. Let's get Ray to Brubba from the Edge of Insanity podcast at 
streams live prior to me here on MutinyRadio.fm on Sunday afternoons. It's Paul Brumbaugh. Holy smokes. Mike Spiegelman and Carl. I, I don't know what to do with that intro. I'm loving you, Mike. Man, anytime you want to introduce me on stage, the town rolls. High roll. I love that shit. All right, here we go, guys. Um, you know the drill. All right, you guys put your finger over that little triangle and do it in three, two, one. I can't read it, but it's something productions. Yeah, it's a little blurry. I think I need the 3D glasses for the credits. Oh, there you go. By the way, hi, Carl. Hi. Speaking of twisted obsessions, Carl, Paul's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that that joke's been trademarked. It's actually uh, Christine, so that's been trademarked. Christine, the previous show, we're talking about you. Yeah. And they believe that you are Paul's twisted, Paul is your twisted obsession. And that you... It's a crush. It is a crush. crush. Oh, look at a winner. It's not a bromance, everybody. It is a full-on crush. Full-on man crush. They were talking about you last show. You just confirmed what they were saying. No, you know, in a nice plutonic way, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, all crushes are in a nice plutonic way. And believe me, we absolutely uh, practice safe crush. (laughs) Carl and I. That's right. So I I suggest all of our listeners do the same, please. We're not crush shaming you. We just uh, called it out. (laughs) Yeah, don't crush shame. Paul thought it was a bromance, but Mrs. Christine definitely called you out. Well, I'm starting to get feelings for him, so it it can start to get to be reciprocal. So watch out, folks. Christine has said so that uh, that a bromance is, goes both ways. And I said I don't go both ways, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm starting to feel 